Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. Exodus chapter 1 from verse number 1, we'll read the whole chapter, 1 to 22, and then we'll go to chapter 2, we'll read 1 to 3, and then I'll share a few things, and then we are done. Give me Exodus chapter 1. I want us to read together, 1, 2, 3, go. Now these are the names of the children of Israel, which came into Egypt, Every man and his household came with Jacob. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah. Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin. Dan and Naphtali, Gad and Asher. And all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were seventy souls, for Joseph was in Egypt already. And Joseph died and all his brethren and all that generation. And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding mighty and the land was filled with them. Now there arose up a new king over Egypt which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply, and it come to pass that when there, there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us, and so get them up out of the land. Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens, and they built for Pharaoh treasure, treasure cities, Pithom and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew, and they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage, in mortar and in brick, and in all manner of service in the field. All their service wherein they, they made them serve was with rigor. And the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of one was Shifra, and the name of the other Pua. And he said, When ye do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew woman, and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then ye shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God, and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them but saved the men children alive. And the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said unto them, Why have ye done this thing and have saved the men children alive? And the midwives said unto Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively and are delivered ere the midwives come unto them. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and waxed very mighty. And it came to pass, because the midwives feared God, that he made them houses. And Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born, 
ye shall cast into the river, and every daughter ye shall save alive. So that's the background of what I want to share today, being Mother's Day. Someone say Mother's Day. Mother's Day. One more time, say Mother's Day. Mother's Day. So we find ourselves with a situation where the king of Egypt, initially, he had commanded these midwives to kill babies when they're born, boys. Now that didn't work. Now he has commanded the whole of Egypt to kill all the boys which are born to the Hebrew women. So that's the backdrop. So it's something that is taking place. It's something that is happening. That everyone is looking out for an opportunity. Everybody is looking out for these Hebrew boys. And each time they see one, they go ahead and carry out the command of the king. Are we together so far? So when we go to chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, the Bible says, And there went a man of the house of Levi, and took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him, that he was a goodly child, she laid him, three, she hid him three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and dabbed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein. And she laid it in the flags by the river brink. I love the way the story starts because it starts with a man. But there was a man of the house of Levi who took a daughter of Levi. And then from then on the story changes from the man to the woman. The shift changes from the man to the woman. That number one, the woman conceived. And he gave birth to a baby boy. And when she saw, not when they, meaning the husband and the wife. Uh, you are not hearing what I'm talking about. Uh, you are not hearing what I'm talking about. We are following, Papa. And when she saw. So in other words, from then on, they excluded the man. Remember, there's no detail in the Bible which is there by accident. Amen. Every detail is there by divine design. Amen. Someone said divine design. Divine design. So they are telling you the anchor of what is happening there. They are telling you the foundation of what is happening there. They are telling you who is the doer of what is happening in that passage. Who is the driving force behind everything the story is going to shape out to be. Are you hearing me? They are not saying they. We know that the man was a Levite. We know that the woman was also a Levite. Are you hearing me? They were both from the tribe of Levi. But then... The money disappears from the story. We are left with a woman. When she conceived and gave birth and she saw. Oh, you are not, you are not even talking about. And she saw. Someone says she saw. She saw. That what? That he was a goodly child. She. Not they. But she. Not they. Are you hearing me? Amen. I'm talking about the faith of a mother. Oh yes. I'm talking about the faith of a woman. Are you hearing me? Oh yes. I thank God because men have got faith. But that's faith for men. And that's many faith. But to, today I want to talk about the mother faith. The faith of a mother. Are you hearing me? The faith of a mother is different from the, fa the faith of a father. Oh, you yes. see, fathers rejoice when their children are 
when the children are excelling, do you know why fathers say, that's my boy. Yeah. When the children are misbehaving, do you know what fathers say? Your son. Amen. <laughs> you are not here what I'm talking about. Are you hearing me? When a child is doing good, the father says, <clears throat> he took after me, you know. He's intelligent. But if he's failing in the class, your people, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> are you yeah. hearing me? Here we've got a command of the king for all the boys to be killed. Now, I don't know where the father disappears to. Because he's, he, he's, he's supposed to provide the headship in the family. They should have said the husband said, this son is very good. Can we hide him? But the Bible says the woman saw that the child was a good child. And she hid him for three months. And when she could no longer hide him, then she began to take all these steps to protect the child. Am I talking to somebody right here? So in other words, the seeing of a mother and the seeing of a father are two different things. Are you hearing me? Mothers see something where there's nothing to see yet. But fathers going to see something when something has begun to show up in the life of the child. Am I talking to somebody right here? Here. Say yes. Yes. Oh boy. Oh boy. When the child is crying in the middle of the night, I know of cultures where even the husbands they go to sleep in the other room. Your child makes too much noise at night. I know of houses where the husband sleeps in that room, that one there. And leaves the mother and the child in the other room. Because the child is crying too much at night. Why? Because fathers can't see yet what is hidden in that child. But mothers can see it already. That that child is a seed of greatness. That the child is a seed of power. Am I talking to someone out here? Say yes. Yes. The faith of a mother. Someone said the faith of a mother. The faith of a mother. I should go deeper, right? Oh, go deeper, Papa. I'm happy it's coming from a man. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Said the faith of a mother. The faith of a mother. You see, when the child is born, when the child is born, I'm telling you, you can hardly see any greatness in that child. The child is so little. And sometimes even fathers have problems to handle it properly. Am I right? Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm a father. I know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes. I've had three boys. Are you hearing me? They are so little. They are so fragile. And then the little mouth, you know. Oh, oh. Jesus Christ, give, give us the grace. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. But when they are now able to walk, they can shower their, their dresses so nicely. The dad says what? That's my son. Wait. Wait until when the diaper begins to get bigger and bigger. Where do they send the child? Go to your mother. Go to your mother. You see, the difference is simple. A mother can see beyond the natural sight. Amen. You are not hearing what I'm talking about. A mother can see beyond the natural sight. Are you hearing me? The Bible says when the woman saw... And the word used there in Hebrew is ra. Someone say ra. 
Ra. Say Ra. Ra. It's R A A H. Ra. It's not the natural seeing that you see using your natural eyes. It is the seeing with the eyes of faith. Oh, yes. It is the seeing with the eyes of the spirit. Yes. That the mother looked at Moses. Oh, yes. She did see what everyone else was seeing. Because everybody was looking at the command of the king. That the king had said we should kill all the boys. But when the mother of Moses looked at Moses, she didn't see what every mother was looking at. She saw something beyond the natural. She saw something beyond the immediate environment. Am I talking to someone out here? Oh, yes. The Bible says that he was a goodly child. But when you read other versions, they actually say he was a special child. So in other words, it took the eyes of faith for a mother to see that Moses was a special child. Remember, Moses was not the firstborn. There was a firstborn called Aaron. And then there was a secondborn called Miriam. And then Moses was the thirdborn. But although Moses was the thirdborn, the mother was able to see that this boy is different from Aaron. This boy is different from Miriam. This boy has got something special in him. Am I talking to someone out here? Said the faith of a mother. That's why even on the cross, when Jesus hung on the cross, Amen. it wasn't the father was standing at the foot of the cross. It was the mother Mary. She, she came to the cross with Jesus. She was standing at the foot of the cross, looking at the last minutes of her son. Am I talking to somebody out here? Listen to me. You mothers, probably you underestimate yourself. But I am here to speak to you as a prophet. Oh, yes. That there is an innate faith inside of you. Which is not natural. It is inborn. God put it inside of you as a mother. There is a faith in you which God put it inside. It is a divine faith put in you by God Almighty. Am I talking to someone out here? And that faith you need to learn how to begin to use it today. I am going to give you the secret today. You need to begin to use it today. Because even after you are gone, your child shall walk in that faith. Even after you are dead, your child shall be controlled by that faith. Someone say yes. Yes. Are you hearing me? There's something so powerful that God put in a mother. Hey. Amen. Ha. 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 Hey. When Mary saw. When Mary saw this man called Jesus. Now you're thinking, what are you talking about, Papa? Yes, I'm talking about what I'm talking about. Because it is written. It is written in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Here's the story of this Jesus who has lost. He, he's lost at the age of 12. And then they went looking for him. Are you hearing me? Luke chapter 2. Verse 48 to verse number 51. Today's Mother's Day. I don't want to preach. I'm just. Just more small here and there. Power, Papa. Power. Say the faith of a mother. The faith of a mother. Amen. Let's read one, two, three, go. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, 
thy father, and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? I want you to go back to that verse. Read it one more time. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Was, not, was ye not that I must be about my father's business? Okay. And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings. Let's read this slowly. And he went down with, someone say, them. Them. Okay. And came to? Nazareth. And he was subject unto them. them. Someone say them. Them. What's the next word? But. But. Stop there. Someone say but. But. So, the conversation is involving them. Amen. That Jesus went down with them. And he was subject, he was obedient to them. And then there is, what do you call that? Is this semicolon or colon, whatever you call it? That's a colon, right? Dodo. And then what? But. So the statement here is shifting from the them to someone unique. Amen. From the them to only one person. Oh, yes. But his mother. mother. Someone say mother. Mother. Go back to the verse. Go back to the verse. Go back. Uh -huh. What does it say? But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. Amen. Can you see now? Jesus spoke to both of them. Don't you know that I must be in my father's business? Why is it that we're looking for me? Don't you know that I must be in my father's business? Yes. He spoke to both of them. Amen. Now they go back home. He is obedient to both of them. But someone has forgotten. Amen. Because someone is hanging on the fact that Jesus misbehaved. He gave them trouble to look for, for him for three days. They could not find him. So you can imagine the dad goes home. This little boy. He made us go back to Jerusalem. And then we were looking there for three days. So even if Jesus is speaking, the dad is not hearing. Amen. If he's hearing, he's not paying attention. Yes. But the mother goes back home. She forgives and forgets about the problem. But she remembers what Jesus said. I must be in my father's business. And the Bible says the woman kept these things in her heart. But you see, the King James Version is deceiving. Because it's as if she was just keeping the things in her heart. Watch this. Watch this. The word kept there. Can I go deeper now? Go deeper, Papa. Can I teach like a prophet? Oh, yes. Can I teach like a prophet? Oh, yes. The word he kept there in Greek, I'll give you the spelling. Don't crucify me for the pronunciation. Uh -uh. I'll give you the spelling. Is D for David, I for India, A for Apple, T for Tom, E for Echo, R for Romeo, E for Echo, O for Orange. D-I-A-T-E-R-E-O. 
You know what it means? It means to watch thoroughly. It means to observe strictly. Oh, you are not hearing what I'm talking about. It means to watch what? Thoroughly. It means to observe what? Strictly. Now, in the things of God, what you pay attention to always manifests. Oh, yes. What you pay attention to always manifests. The apostle Paul says, the thing which I feared most came to pass. So he paid too much attention on some negative stuff. And those things came to pass. Are you hearing me? So when Mary heard what Jesus said, I must be in my, in my father's business. He was not, she, she didn't just hear and keep quiet. Uh -uh. So when the Bible says she kept it in her heart, she was observing it thoroughly. Every day she was remembering it. Every day she was talking about it. She was watching Jesus and watching what he had said. I must be about my father's business. You see, the faith of a mother can shape the destiny of a child. Oh, yes. The faith of a mother can direct the direction the child is going to take in life. Am I talking to someone right here? That's why there's something important about a mother. You see, a mother will have faith in you even if everybody thinks you have failed. A mother will still have faith in you when everyone says, this is a, not a child. Oh, yes. A mother will to stand with you. A mother who still believe in you. A mother who still encourage you. A mother who still preach to you. Am I talking to someone out here? A mother who still pray for you. Someone said yes. Yes. Say mother. Mother. Mary observed the thing thoroughly. Remember the mother of Moses, Joshua. The Bible says she saw Someone says so. So. Someone says so. So. So in other words, I can also make a conclusion that even Mary saw something in Jesus. She saw something in Jesus. Amen. And she began observing. Everything was done. She was observing. And she saw that Jesus was a unique child. Not like any other child she has ever been. At that point, by the way, the mother of Jesus had other sons. Yeah. At that point, she had other what? Sons. That's why when you go to John chapter 2, they are at a wedding. They run out of wine. Amen. Do you know what she said? Whatsoever he tells you, just do it. Whatsoever he says, just do it. She was observing the sun. That each time the sun speaks, things happen. Each time the sun touches someone, someone is healed. It was before the launch of Jesus' public miracle. I mean miracle life. Are you hearing me? Miracles don't begin on the public arena. Miracles begin at home. You see? A father is always out there doing stuff out there. Who is the child with? The mother. The mother is the first one to know that the child is wise. Amen. Come on, talk to me. Oh, yes. And, and then you begin to tell the dad, hey, your son is very wise. Your dad's... 
Why? Because fathers always appear when the child has misbehaved. Hey, I hate that you are misbehaving. But a mother is always there with the child. Hebrews 11.23 Said the faith of a mother. The faith of a mother. Are you learning something? Oh, yes. I receive. I want us to read together that verse 1, 2, 3, go. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. One more time. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid Three months. Of his what? Of his what? Parents. Now, Hebrews says he was hid of his what? Parents. But we already know who was the doer of the actions. And number two, there they are telling us it was an act of faith. You see, there is nothing called faith without seeing what is invisible. Faith is always based on something invisible. So when the Bible says the mother hid Moses for three months by faith, in other words, the woman saw something that was invisible. Have you done with the hair? Oh, yes. She saw something that was what invisible. So she began she began to act based on what was invisible. What was invisible in the life of Moses? When she saw Moses that was a good child, she didn't see the outward beauty. She saw the hand of God in the life of Moses. Amen. She saw that there was a prophet in a young boy called oh, Moses. Yes. She saw that there was something unique in this boy called Moses. So the Bible says, by faith. Why was it an act of faith? Because at that point, she could not convince the king of, uh, the king of Egypt to say, no, don't kill this boy. There's something special. Uh-uh. She could not do that. She could not convince anyone around her because nobody saw what she was seeing. So that's why it was an act of faith. By faith, she hid him for three months. Why? Because she saw that he was what? A proper child. Now, wait a minute. What about the other children? Were they not proper? Were they like little puppies or what? No. They were also proper children. But this proper is proper, proper. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hey! Can I speak like my mother tongue? This one was proper, proper. I know. I know you don't have that in English. Eh? But this one was what? Proper, proper. Proper, proper. Proper, proper. In other words, there was something unique about Moses. Which was seen by the eyes of faith. Oh, yes. So the Bible says by faith, by faith, Moses was hid for three months. Because they saw he was a proper child. And they were not afraid of the king's commandment. How many of you know that faith is always in defiance to some existing law? Faith is an act of defiance 
to some existing law. Can I go deeper now? It's like everything is pushing in that direction. Are you hearing me? It says you should go where? Faith is in defiance. You begin to operate against the norm. You operate against the direction where the, everything is pushing you. Oh, yeah. Whether poverty is pushing you that way, faith begins to help you to work against the law of what? Poverty. So when there was a king's commandment, you must kill every child. What it meant was any act of disobedience. Uh-huh. It had to be against the king's command. Any act of protecting this child had to be against the king's command. And so the Bible says, by faith, she hid the boy for three months. Not fearing. Not fearing. Not fearing the king's command. Why was she not afraid of the king's command? Because there was a higher command, higher than the command of the king. We are not talking, we are not, we are not here wanting about. Are you hearing me? There's something greater that spoke to this woman than what the king was saying. She saw something bigger than what the king has said. That it gave her the confidence to disobey the king's command. Am I talking to someone out here? Say yes. Yes. Ha ha. Ah, ah, ah. So in other words, the woman must hear the voice of God. She heard the voice of God. God is said, this is my prophet. I have anointed him. I have set him apart. Am I talking to someone here? Oh, yes. So she refused to obey the king's command. She chose to obey. Remember, faith is always in obedience to a certain voice. And that was the voice of God. Amen. Now, mind you, mind you, at the age of 40, Moses became a fugitive. Yep. So how old was the mother at that point in time? Roughly. She must have been, say, 60. Amen. Okay. Good estimates, 60. Mm. now the guy became a fugitive by the time he came back to fulfill his prophecy how old was he? he was 80 if she was still alive she should have been how old? 100 I doubt it if she was still alive but listen her act of faith was still alive oh yes She was gone physically. But what she spoke, what she did, still existed. Amen. And I love what the Bible says. It says she made an ark. She made a what? An ark. And put it Moses' way in the river. Because she remembered there was somebody somewhere, somehow, who had a voice of God told him, make an ark. And that ark saved. Oh, yes. And that ark saved a certain family called the family of Noah. Noah was told by God, make what? An ark. Noah was facing death. Are you hearing me? And God told him to make what? An ark. Here we have Moses facing what? Death. 
The mother goes, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Same circumstances. What saved Noah and Ark? So she formed, she makes an ark and uses the material that God told Noah to make an ark. She puts it in the basket. And the Bible does not say she made a basket, she made an ark. Someone say ark. Ark. And puts the same material that Noah used to make his ark on this, on this ark. And now, and now, she looks for the river of all the places why the water. Of all the places, why the river? Because in the days of Noah, during the flood, water. The Bible says Noah was saved by water. Why? Because the ark was lifted by the water. So the same water that was killing everybody, that water lifted up the ark up. Uh, you are not home now. Oh, yes. <laughs> Someone say faith. Faith. Say faith. Faith. It was an act of faith. It was an act of faith. An act of faith. She repeated what Noah did. He did the same thing. And took Moses in the ark and put him in the river. Say faith. Faith. Say faith. Faith. My prayer is you as a mother see beyond where your child is today. Begin to see with the eyes of faith. They may not be coming to church with you. They may be naughty. They may be disobedient. Don't speak about their disobedience. Speak about what God is talking to, to you about that child. Are you hearing me, somebody? Because that is going to outlive your life. You see, at the age of 18, 19, 20, they grow wings. And they fly out of your house. And when you try to ring them, they'll cut the phone. They'll even change their number, not giving you their new number. So you have got no chance to influence them anymore. But listen to me. Listen to me. There is something beyond a phone number. There is something beyond a conversation. And that is the word of faith coming out of your mouth. Are you hearing me? You need to learn how to decree and to declare the realm of the spirit. That as long as you came out of my room, wherever you are, the hand of God is going to touch you. The hand of God is going to control where you go and what you do in this life. Am I talking to someone out here? Someone say yes. Yes. I know the kind of prayer which Joshua was praying. I know why she was praying. What did she see? She saw a deliverer in Moses. Amen. So when she was praying, she called him what? A deliverer. Remember the name Moses was given by the daughter of Pharaoh. It wasn't given by the mother. Amen. It was given by whom? The daughter of Pharaoh. But I know what the mother was calling her. Because Moses stayed with them. So he was not nameless. Yeah. Until he was windy. Are you following me? Until he was what? Wind. So were they calling him nameless? Hey, nameless, come here. Hey, nameless. No. They gave him a name. Moses was given to him when he entered the court of Pharaoh. Are you following me so far? 
I'm sure when he was with his people, the mother taught him the history. I'm not following on. I'm saying the mother taught him the history of where he came from. Amen. You are a Hebrew. Yes. irrespective of who is going to raise you are a Hebrew oh, yeah. and these are your people because the Bible says when Moses became of age when he became of age he refused to be called Pharaoh's son he refused that they should be calling him the son to the daughter of Pharaoh he refused when he became of age where did he get that information from? Amen Say mother. Mother. Say mother. Mother. Say mother. Mother. Can I finish now? There's a conversation in the Bible between God and Eve. God tells Eve. He says, Eve, what have you done? Eve says, oh, the serpent deceived me. Okay. And then God begins to pronounce judgment on the what? Serpent. And one of the sentences God speaks to the serpent. He says the seed of a woman shall crush your head. Someone said the seed of a woman. The seed of a woman. The seed of a woman. I don't know what words you speak to your children. I don't know. I don't know what you see in your children. But your seeing, your observation carries the power to turn around the destiny of your children. Oh, yes. Said the faith of a mother. The faith of a mother. I thank God for my mother. I thank God for my mother. Amen. My mother, although she was my daughter in the spirit, because I brought her to Christ, she was my daughter. But even before she was born again, I must have been in a grade eight. Grade eight. The way she respected me, she could not even enter into my bedroom. I was in a grade eight. She respected me. She saw something in me. Amen. I don't know how you treat your, your children as a mother. Hey, look at you, useless boy. Hey, you useless woman. Hey. Ah, your words carry power. Say my words. My words. Carry power. Carry power. Say my words. My words. Carry power. Carry power. Are you ready for prayer? Oh, yes. Are you ready for prayer? Number one, we're going to thank God for our mother. There's a survey that was done that when a child is sick, who stays home if both parents are working? Shockingly, they found 100% who stays home? The mother. And then they did another survey. 
that when the husband is sick, who stays home? The wife will stay home. 100%. Amen. And then they did another survey. When the wife or the woman is sick, who stays home? Nobody. No one. <laughs> no, when the husband is sick, she cooks for him. But when she is sick, she cooks for herself. <laughs> <laughs> so Lord, oh Lord, I thank you. I thank you for my mother. For my mother and her faith. And her faith in me. In me. Second Timothy chapter one, verse number five. Second Timothy chapter one, verse number five. Remain standing. I'm finishing. So just bear with me. See. I want us to read together one, two, three, go. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned death that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmothers, Lois, and thy mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Let's read one more time. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother, Lois, and thy mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Here we've got a young guy by the name Timothy. Now this young guy, Timothy, had a Hebrew mother. But the dad was Greek. Are we together so far? So Apostle Paul says, wait a minute, Timothy. There's something in you. There's a faith. Now this faith first dwelt in your grandmother, Lois. And then it was transferred to your mother, Eunice. And I am persuaded this faith is also in you. Amen. There is a way a mother teaches a child faith. Amen. And a child connects to the way a mother teaches faith. Dads are not best at teaching their children faith. This faith was in the grandmother, Lois. She managed to transfer it in her daughter, Eunice. And the daughter, irrespective of having a Greek husband, she was able to transfer it into home. That the apostle Paul says, hey, I'm persuaded. This faith is also in you. I want you to pray today. Say, oh Lord, oh Lord, from this day forward, from this day forward, I will transfer, I will transfer, I will impart, I will impart my faith, my faith in my children, in my children, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, irrespective, irrespective, where they shall go, where they shall go, this faith, this faith shall be active, shall be active in their lives, in their lives, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, whether I'm there, whether I'm there, or I'm not there, or I'm not there today, today, I make a proclamation, I make a proclamation in the realm of the spirit, in the realm of the spirit, that my faith. That my faith shall be imparted, shall be imparted and transferred, and transferred into my children. Into my children. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, 
visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom. Shalom.